Hey everyone, welcome back to an all new edition of the 20% podcast, the podcast that brings you tips and tricks from industry professionals across all industries that you can implement in your current job today. And please bear with me during this intro as I'm currently just getting over a cold. I'm so excited to introduce today's guest, Steve Noodleberg. Steve is currently a public speaker, sales trainer, author, TEDx speaker, host of the Tell Me Something Good podcast, and currently is the principal thinker at On The Ball Ventures, where he's fortunate enough to work with both of his sons, Mark and Jake, every single day. As you soon will see, family is everything to Steve, and family and business have been mixing together as early as the dining room table, where his father and grandfather would break bread with their clients and talk business while Steve was a young child. Steve truly believes that top sales professionals know the difference between good and great performances, requires a set of disciplines and best practices that will drive you to that next level of success. Whether it's a keynote speech, a sales boot camp, or a custom training, Steve helps sales professionals, leaders, and managers examine their process and then create unique and actionable items based upon that specific culture and environment to grow their sales. During this conversation, we covered so many topics and it was such a genuine conversation. Today's episode, we discussed how there should be no difference between business and personal relationships, the importance of breaking bread with your customers, how it's essential to not only deliver, but over-deliver in every single thing that you do. We talked time, talent, and money. What are you willing to invest? actually envisioning your goals and feeling what it's like to achieve them, owning the morning routine, especially with affirmations, owning your pipeline, your calendar, and so much more. Please enjoy this conversation with Steve Noodleberg. Steve, welcome to the 20% podcast. Thank you. It's, uh, it's great to be here to know what uh, the social media universe has done to put us together. These stories never get old. Yes, I love it. And I'm, I'm going to spare that story for another time. But I am so excited to have you. And, and Steve took a moment right before we recorded. He is truly a coach and wants to help everybody as much as he can. So he took a moment before we just started recording to help me co help coach me up and help me become a better professional. So before so for that, Steve, thank you so much. Sure. So so jumping into this, I want to know. Before we start, I start every one of these podcasts by asking my, uh, the person on to tell me something good. <laughs> um, so I'm very blessed. I have a very robust coaching practice that delivers me the opportunity to share my wisdom 40 plus years of being um, in the sales space. Not all of it with major success, but I've had my big wins had tons of failures that have all taught me something, but I get to work with both of my sons. I get to live in Palm Beach. Uh, so um, pandemic, no pandemic, it doesn't matter. If you have a strong network, you'll make it through any crisis. And now that it looks like we're peeking our eyes to the future, I laugh when people say, can't wait to get back to whatever. And all people used to do is bitch about whatever it was. So right. <laughs> uh, you know, we ain't going back, man. It's a, it's a new world. There's new tools. And uh, it has never been a better time to be in sales. Yes, I love it. And I, I think too, I think a lot of sales professionals that I'm talking with as well, it seems like because we're so used to that grit and determination over time that COVID was just another area that we had to operate through. So we're so used to the, these hard times. Let's just keep moving through it. So I'm so, so glad to, uh, to have you. So, before we get into some of the, the, the questions that I, I typically ask, I want to start with the early Steve Noodleberg days. And part of this book is talking about the, the skills that you learn in sales and how they're so crucial. 
what were some of your first goes at sales, whether it was a first job that had nothing to do with sales or if it was your actual first sales position? So I'm, um, my roadmap, uh, I come from an entrepreneurial family. My grandfather and my dad were both entrepreneurs. They were in the same business together. Um, we had dinner together often. And that's all they talked about at the dinner table. So I was intrigued by the, um, the pace of the business, the people in the business, the desire, the passion that I was sitting around. I was like, wow, man, I can definitely see myself doing it. And the number one reason that attracted me was the people. They got to meet new people all the time. There were new experiences. And um, so I early on knew that I had a passion for meeting and helping people. And so I knew that I could make a living in a way, always take care of myself uh, because of that gift. And so honed those skills early on, working with my dad, working with some friends. Um, I, I developed a thick skin where I was never really afraid of failure. Um, I knew from my dad and my grandfather that failure was a part of it. So, you know, the teachings, the learnings I had were fantastic. And they were in the retail fashion lady shoe business. And it was a great, fun, exciting business. And I just got to watch it all unfold. That kind of training does not exist today. Retail is making a comeback, but retail training back then was, you had two seconds to connect with somebody. Right. And you either did or you didn't. And if you didn't, they wouldn't buy. Right. And so that was great training ground for building relationships at scale. And, you know, today that's, the number one skill set that I look for in sales leaders and salespeople. So what does it take? Uh, there's a couple of things that I want to dive into from there, but in, in that first couple seconds that you have, that's obviously the, the beginning of any kind of conversation relationship intro. What are some keys to being able to try to build a rapport quickly with those people, whether it's retail or just in a sales call? Great question. So most people, um, really come on with, uh, with without being genuine and authentic. And, and what you find out early on is that people see right through that. Right. Hey, look at the weather. Hey, and all this, you know, stuff that doesn't really resonate with people. So if you're able to notice something or be in the moment, it just becomes organic that you share something light and funny about yourself or about them or whatever. And so, you know, the opening of the relationship is always so key, high energy, eye contact, firm handshake, simple things that um, people don't pay attention to. Uh, but for me, I would never do business that someone didn't, that didn't look me straight in the eye. And right. you see people looking all over the place and then they're asking for a piece of business and I'm going, can't trust you. So right. presence of being there, shoulders back, eyes, boom, clean. Um, you know, I, I see sales professionals who show up with scuffed shoes and dirty fingernails. And these are basics of, of being a professional at all. You got to take care. And, you know, you see athletes put on a great uniform in sales. You got to dress right, you dress for success. So those are the things that are controllable and you learn early in your career that you control the controllables, the, you know, the games change, the numbers get bigger, but it's still the same basic how you show up. And for me, most of the time I won business because of my energy, 
the world is revolves around vibrations. There's a good song that the Beach Boys have called Good Vibrations. Good vibrations, there you go. You put it out, the universe brings it back and people feel it and know it. And they go, I don't know what it is, but I like being around you. And if, you know, I believe sales and business development is a craft, you pay attention to it and you get good at it by understanding the basics and understanding it's about serving and, you know, not pushing things on people. The results take care of themselves and then it feeds. Right. And people like to do business with people that they like. So obviously being, being somebody that people like and, and putting those good vibrations out too. And it's so funny. You mentioned all of those little things, control the controllables, I think is a, is a huge key, but some people may see that as, you know, maybe a scuff shoe isn't a big deal, but make sure you do the little things right. Right. They do. They all, they always see the little stuff that you don't pay attention to. And it's a, you know, it's a, it's, you know, those things that, well, wow, if they can't take care of themselves, how are they going to take care of me? So, you know, it's, it's about how um, I present myself, number one. So that's important. And I want people to know that. Number two is I'm not looking for somebody's validation. I never did. I know what, who I am. I know what I provide. And if that works for you, great. If it doesn't work for you, we could still be friends. It's right. not adversarial, but most salespeople think it's a fight. It's a tug of war. All right. I'm not a fit for you. And I write about it in my book. You know, I, I, you're not going to be a fit for everybody. So own up to it. Just share. Hey, listen, Tyler, we may or may not be a fit and that's cool because we can still be friends and go for beers and all. You don't have to buy from me. Right. And early on that attitude really made people comfortable and they either bought or they referred me to somebody who did. Right. So it's great. You know? Yeah, I love that. And it all revolves around some type of relationship, which I think is really cool. This kind of leads me into something as well. Um, if you don't follow Steve or, or the Noodlebergs in general, his son, Mark and Jake, um, definitely do that on LinkedIn. They have an incredible thing called the Noodleberg Daily Huddle. Now, Steve, can you just tell everybody briefly what that's all about? Yeah, so um, I've, I've my entrepreneurial career, I've owned many different businesses. I'm still involved in a bunch of businesses outside of our core business on the ball ventures. But in all of those businesses, um, controlling the controllable was first thing in the morning, make sure that everybody was on the right page. You know, it's very similar to football teams who start out in the locker room and there's some mindset that they're, they're wearing headphones and they're gathering up and collectively going out on the field. I did that in all of my businesses. The social tools allowed us to do that when I was traveling the world speaking. People said, how do we get more of you? So I created the daily huddle online. I did it as a Facebook group and people paid a nominal fee to join it and do whatever. Long story short, when, and it was a, it was a fun group, but when the pandemic hit, everybody reached out to me and said, what do we do? Dude, you've been through this kind of stuff before. What do we do? So I told them, I said, number one, I've never been through a pandemic, so <laughs> I don't know, but I'm going to work through it. I'm going to have a strategy. I'll stick to my tactics. And so what we did was we moved the huddle to StreamYard. StreamYard allowed us to, at the same time, stream it live across multiple platforms and we made it free. And we just said, if you're looking for a place to kickstart your day and the morning is the place to own the day, if you start off bad, it generally gets worse. You start off good, you know, so if you can own the morning and we do that and we, we do it with real content, 
it's basically a sales meeting that Mark and I and, you know, whatever guests we have on are having, and we just allow people to participate. And it's turned out to be one of the best networking events online. There's, you know, 90 people live for 30 minutes, which as you know, is insane numbers. And then with the multiples of views and people who aren't checking in, it's 25,000 people that are tuning into the daily huddle. It has made the Noodleberg name uh, it has created a, a brand far beyond what I had created on my own. And it's all about giving people are like, wow, man, you do the show every day. Why? And today we had Carissa Jones. We played a, a video of why she's there and she's been there right from the start. And I said to people, that's why, because we help change her life. She's there every day. She moved through a crisis in her life because she had a, a team or a tribe and you know, the more you give, the more the universe, the vibrations give you back in ways that you don't count. It's not give to get, like to keep score. It's just, what kind of person are you? So I give to charity, I give to, I mentor lots of kids. I'm constantly in hospitals and jails, uh, just giving back. And that philosophy has just swung so many good things back in my face and I'm super blessed. Yeah, that is incredible, Steve. And thank you so much. As somebody who, who checks out the Daily Huddle, it is incredible. You got great music. It, it's great motivation and great pumping up and also helping you with real business problems that you're following through or what's top of mind in the universe. So, uh, so thank you so much for that, Steve. Um, so like I said, go follow Steve. But if you'll see on his LinkedIn profile, he talks all the time about breaking bread with your customers. Now, it sounds like you probably learned that early on from your dad and your grandfather as well, kind of moving into your business. But do you, why is it so important to be almost family-like with your customers? Do you choose them or does, does it just happen over time? It's so funny. Um, so I get asked a lot of time, what's the difference between a business relationship and a friendship? And I say nothing, <laughs> you know, I'm willing to help my friends. I'm willing to help businesses. I get compensated by those businesses. So we created a very tight filter of who we'll work with. People generally show you who they are upfront. And so when I see somebody treating their assistant bad, it's just a matter of time before they're going to spin that at me. Right. So, you know, I, when I used to be on stage, I'd ask people, I go, anybody in here have a bad relationship with a client or a bad client? Oh my God, everybody's raising their hands. I go, when did you know that it was a bad relationship? And then they think about it. It was right up front. They show you everything up front. You're just so focused on revenue that you sail by all the red flags. Right. Well, for me, I legitimately want to help and be part of my client's world in a way much more than just the business and breaking bread. It's in the Bible. It tells you this is how, you know, the you know, this is better for everybody if you come together and share and tell stories. And so we make it a habit to do uh, social things. Now, obviously the pandemic limited some of that, right. but we're right back to it um, in, in because it's fun, it's great, it's entertaining. Um, just last night, we went for dinner with somebody, we set it up quarterly and, hey, what's happening? What are you doing? How's your family? What do you do? You know, what's hot? And then how can we help each other? Not specific to the business, we're already hired to do that, but how can we help each other? What can I do to make your life easier? And it's always so rewarding and so great and fun. And, you know, I'm a social being 
And so I want to squeeze the lemon as hard as I can in life because it's where all the riches are. Wow, that is so incredible. Thank you so much for that. Once, once this stuff clears up, I'm going to start trying to, to do that with some clients as well. So, so thank you for that. So if somebody were to ask you, why should someone start their career in sales? What would you say? Um, that's an interesting question. So um, most people fall into sales. It's a last resort. I've tried two other things. Well, I'll just go sell cars or I'll sell this or, you know, and I have no deference to car salespeople. I have a friend of mine who's the number one Honda dealer in the world. And he would get up in front of his sales staff and say, how many of you thought you'd be selling cars this right. Monday morning? And no one would raise their hand. Of course. They all went somewhere else. You know, uh, why should someone be in sales if you have a passion and energy, a desire to help people? The word sales comes from a Scandinavian word that means to serve. So I want to serve people. And in return, I get compensated very handsomely. So um, I don't have a problem with doing the work. You know, so I think where salespeople get hung up is, oh, this guy's a pain in the ass or that customer's is, well, that's your job. That's what you do, you know? So, you know, what? Um, there's a philosophy that Robin Sharma speaks about. And by the way, I'm a student of the game. So I pull from everybody. I was fortunate to meet Tony Robbins early in my career. Um, I'm, I'm fortunate to know other great speakers and I take kernels uh, from everybody. Robin Sharma has the ritual of over delivery. You know, most of us are programmed to do just enough or less than enough. Well, if you take it upon yourself to do more, crush the over, don't ask him to pay for it, just do it. And if you do that in your life, people pay attention and the right thing comes back. So I'm that guy I was willing to do. What do I need to do? Oh, you need me there? Okay, great. Well, you're gonna charge me? No, I'm just doing it, you know? So over delivering, creating value at scale, you'll never go wrong. And the people you know, the Scott McGregor's, the Jesse Itzler's, the, the people that I'm fortunate to call friends, they all do that. What do you need me to do? I, yeah, no problem. I'm, you know, um, Scott McGregor, you're talking about breaking bread. We met on LinkedIn and we had this unbelievable first dialogue. And we said, what are we going to do next? And I said, we should have lunch. He said, when? I said, I'll fly to New York tomorrow. And I did. <laughs> I flew up the next day and had lunch with him in the city and developed a friendship that's better than some people I know for 40 years. You know, he's a quality human being. If you surround yourself with quality human beings, your life changes. Absolutely. And he's, he is my number one mentor right now. Like I just texted him this morning, like, oh my God, I'm, my head's on fire. How could you have, he, he sends one text and it's just like, okay, that that's like, thank you. That is what I needed today. You know, to have people like that is, is incredible. So um, it, it, that's an awesome story too. And you can meet people on LinkedIn and become friends with them and build relationships with them, which I think is so cool, right? 60% of my CEO client base, I've never been in the same room with. Wow. And I'm pre-pandemic, there was no travel. We conducted business as usual because it's a mindset. Some people bought into the fear, oh my God, what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? The tools are there to do business at scale. We did and um, it's okay. You know, it can happen. So if you look at, you know, the, the riches of face-to-face, -face, 
happen in this environment every minute of every day, right. you're willing to change your perspective. I used to go to meetings face-to-face that it was not a connection. They didn't show up. They bailed for whatever reason. It was just not a personality match. I don't have to do that anymore. I don't have to drive all the way across town. I don't have to park and sit in traffic. In 15 minutes, I can tell whether we should be friends or not. And if we're friends first, there'll be opportunity for me to share what I do, what I think I'm good at and how it might be able to affect your life. Wow. And these are all, these are all sales skills. But the thing that I love the most is that they're all life skills. Sales skills are life skills. So you could take all of that value, build relationships, do all of that. And it's not only going to make you a better sales professional or whatever you're doing, but in life as well. So that's the main concept that I'm, I'm trying to get across. So thank you for all of that. My final question that I have for you is why do you believe that sales skills are the foundation to a successful life? Well, I think, you know, the reality is every single day in life, you're either selling or you're being sold. So, you know, I look at that and I tell a story about when I moved to Palm Beach, the summertime in Palm Beach is fairly empty. People go back up north. I found a restaurant I liked. I would go there all the time, knew them, loved them, great. Well, I went there in November and the girl at the front says, it's a two hour wait. And I was like, one second. I said, are you telling me that I have to wait? And I didn't come off cocky. I said, can I speak to the manager? And I said to the manager, I said, I just wanna be clear that this is what you're telling me. I support you 12 months a year, right? Right. Now, people that are here that will support you for two months a year and you're taking them before me would you want to be treated like that, which is empathy? And he said, oh my God, you're absolutely right. Give me 10 minutes, we'll have a table for you. So there's always tables, there's always tickets. Um, if God forbid you or your family member or your kid was sick, you want to get to the best doctor, you know, those are sales skills. You're, you're walking your way through life, you know, positioning yourself. And so I agree with you, there are life skills. People now call them soft skills. But being on time, being flexible, you know, simple stuff like that is, if you do that, people pay attention, bring energy to everything you do, have empathy of what, what's going on in someone else's life. The people I work with and train, I have empathy for, you know, you just never know what's going on in someone else's life. So right. those skills, which are life skills, tend to make you much better in sales because it builds a higher trust level. So it's all, it all works together. They're not specific. Like I don't want to sell anything to anybody. I like to develop business opportunities. So I call it business development, not, you know, and I think the number one job of salespeople is to create opportunity and then figure out a, how to put a rope around it and bring it in. So it's not selling. And I heard this in somebody else's webinar the other day and I almost fell down because we do a lot of studying. Our job is to interrupt their day. I was like, what? Like you should, there should be malpractice. You shouldn't be able to say that. It's yeah. ridiculous. You don't want to be interrupted. You don't answer your phone. You don't answer emails from blind, you know, the cold stuff is dead. Right. You know, look at your own self, but you're on stage influencing people with, hello, I want to talk to you about what I want to sell you. It's ridiculous. So, you know, the style that we, I've always had um, his Vogue right now, <laughs> but I've been doing it for 40 years. 
I have people that I dealt with 40 years ago that still will say nice things and refer me. And so you just gotta be careful of the bridges you burn because uh, all of a sudden it gets hard to get back home. <laughs> Steve, that is so great, man. Thank you so much for your time. Where could people learn more about you besides the huddle and LinkedIn? So I have on purpose made myself highly visible. So, um, and um, I return all of my own social media. Um, so if you catch me on LinkedIn or Instagram or Twitter or Facebook, I, it is me. It's nobody doing my social media. I post regularly. I am engaged in lots of what we call virtual coffees. So I let people on my calendar. We, we just, uh, I got a message on Sunday from somebody that came in through Facebook Messenger and I thought it was kind of fraudulent. I wasn't really sure. Uh, somebody dared me to reach out to you. I'm this, I'm that, whatever. But do I have a shot at getting on your calendar? And I said, yes. I spoke to him on Monday. This couldn't have been a nicer guy who runs a big company, is financially in a good place, but is not getting the results he wants and he needs help. And somebody referred him to me and he goes, I can't believe that you took my call and got on your calendar. And I go, isn't that ridiculous? Like, why, why would you think I wouldn't? Right. And that's just people full of their own ego. Right. Uh, so you can reach me anywhere. That was the point. Anywhere, anytime. Um, I like meeting people. I don't sell people. They wind up engaging me. So it's all good. Steve, thank you so much, man. My pleasure. Thank you so much for tuning into today's show. I hope you guys all got as much out of it as I did. If you enjoyed the show, please share it along with your friends as that's the best way that we can spread all this incredible information from our guests. If you'd leave a review of the show on Apple or Spotify, it would mean the absolute world to me. Until next time, cheers.